Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the headline of the day, of course, is it's Election Day. Election 2020 is happening as we speak. We're actually broadcasting live today from the Bluffdale City Hall polling location just outside there. We're watching uh, folks come in and out as they cast their ballots, marching our way towards 8 p.m. And if you haven't voted yet, you can either go vote in person. Uh, You can drop it off at a drop box. You can't use the postal system today, uh, so make sure you take it to a drop box or to a polling location. Every voice, every vote needs to be heard and to be counted today. Do your part and uh, get engaged. And so, of course, while the headline uh, is that it is Election Day, we're also following all of the things underneath the headlines. In particular, we're looking at the control of power. Will we end up with divided government in our nation's capital once again? And we're going to take a look underneath all the numbers. What to be watching for as we march into the evening tonight? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, again, beyond beyond the headlines, uh, we want to go into the House of Representatives and some things that we should be watching tonight. Emily Brooks is the House leadership reporter for The Hill. Uh, had a great piece in The Hill today talking about some of the races we should be watching for early signs of House results. And we're going to break this down a number of ways. Uh, we'll look at ways that it might uh, mean a good night for Democrats, might be a good night for Republicans. We'll look at what to watch for. Uh, Emily, thanks for joining us on a very busy day. Thank you for having me. Uh, so let's start with some of those uh, races that you're watching uh, as far as a good night for the GOP. What are some of the early signs that it might be more than a red ripple, maybe even a red wave or beyond? Yeah, and so the, a lot of races that will really be determinative of the, the control in the House of Representatives are going to be in states like New York and California, where they notoriously uh, take quite a while to tabulate results in some of those uh, close races. And so we won't know the final breakdown for probably uh, a little bit here, but there are several key races where you can look to to see if the Republicans are having as good of a night as they hoped that they would. And so one of those um, is going the close polls close at 7 p.m. Eastern. So early for you guys uh, out there in Utah, but in Virginia's 7th Congressional District, this is Representative Abigail Stamberger, the incumbent Democrat, and she's running against uh, Yesley Vega, who's the Republican candidate. And this is rated as a toss-up rating, and this Congressional District, Biden won in 2020 by about 6.8 points. And so this is a little bit more of a reach than some other districts that Republicans are looking for. But if it looks like that the Republican, uh, Yesley Vega, is going to perform well or maybe win that district, that bodes well for 
signs for Republicans all across the country there. Yeah, so you take a uh, a district like that that President Biden won by almost seven points, uh, and if it ended up swinging the other way, that might be one of those early indicators. Ohio, of course, has been on everybody's mind. Uh, there's also a, a, the ninth congressional district there uh, that also could be one of those early indicators. Yes, and this is a very interesting race because it was – uh, at first, looks at looks like it could have been Republicans' top pickup opportunities, but then uh, you had this is a district where uh, Marcy Capter, which is, who is the longest-serving woman and the Democrat in the House of Representatives, um, is facing J.R. Majewski, who's the Republican nominee, and he beat out a lot of more moderate candidates in the primary, and then there was a very public and kind of ugly uh, scenario where the Associated Press reported that he had exaggerated or even lied about his military service in Afghanistan. And so after that came out, the National Republican Congressional Committee, which is House Republicans' campaign arm, chose to to cancel about a million dollars of advertisements that they had placed um, in favor of him. And so that was basically saying that they were giving up on the district. And so now it's tilted a little bit more towards the Democrats. But even without that help, there is a chance that J.R. Majewski could win that district. And so if he does win that, even without the help from the National Republican Congressional Committee, that's also a good sign Mm. for Republicans when it comes to the national mood of the electorate. Yeah. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, so fascinating to, to watch that. I know there's some other in that category. I want to jump to the Democratic side because uh, they obviously are more in a defensive posture this time around as uh, any uh, party is when they're uh, they have the executive branch and the presidency uh, and so let's talk about some of the things that might give democrats some encouragement uh, rolling into the night the first one i would say is to look for is in virginia's second congressional district and this is representative elaine luria who is the de- democratic incumbent she is on the january 6th committee and uh, she is facing a top republican recruit this cycle, um, uh, Jen Kiggins, and she is a for us Navy, Navy veteran. And this is a district uh, that Biden won by about two points in 2020. And so this is a very much a toss-up race. Republicans have poured a lot of money and time into this. It was the first race that the Congressional Leadership Fund, which is a super PAC affiliated with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, invested in. And so uh, uh, right now, Republicans are very confident in their chances of winning this seat. But if Elaine Luria pulls it out and there's a good there's a chance that she could, then that is going to be a bad sign for Republicans um, in other races across the country. Yeah. Any, any others on the uh, Democratic side in terms of things that might say, hey, the a blue wall held, so to speak, against the, the red tide? Yeah, sure. There are um, a number of other races, a couple that are, you know, races that Democrats held that Biden won by about 
seven points in 2020. Another one to look at more early in the night, though, if we're talking about just the people don't want to stay up super late to see how all of these races. Who, who wouldn't want to stay up, up late to get those results? <laughs> stay up late with me. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a. Well, I would say we can go to New, New Jersey, New mm. Jersey's seventh congressional district. This is. Representative Tom Malinowski is the incumbent Democrat. He's running against Republican Tom Keene Jr. Um, this is a race where Republicans uh, kind of built themselves in an advantage in, in redistricting and the redistricting process that happened this year that happens every 10 years after uh, the census comes out. And so this district, uh, Biden won the new lines by about 3.8 points in uh, the 2020 presidential election, but Republicans are looking pretty strong there. Uh, the, the handicappers at the Cook Political Report say it's a lean Republican district. Um, so there is, you know, the chance, though, that because Biden did win that district in 2020, that it could still flip to Democrats. Yeah. Um, and that's so that's another one to look look out for to see if Republicans are showing any signs of keeping some of these more contested districts this yeah. year. All right, Emily, before I let you go, just real quick, if uh, some have been saying it, it will be a, a red wave, what, it, what is one race we should watch to say if that one tips, uh, it could be a significant night? I would say look at um, I, I, I would say look at New York. Well, actually, this one's not going to be probably decided early on election <laughs> night, but a very but one to keep an eye on is in New York, and this is the district that Sean Patrick Maloney, mm. the Democrat, is running in. He is heading up House Democrats' campaign right. arm. And that district went by Biden by almost around 10, 10 points around there. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me in 2020. And he all, Sean Patrick Maloney also switched districts to run in something that seemed more favorable to Democrats. But Republicans are really going very hard at this district, pouring a lot of money into it, making it very difficult for him to win. And so if he can, the the head of House Democrats' campaign arm can't hold on to his own district, that's going to be a very bad sign for for Democrats across the country. Yeah, that is, uh, that is big. Great uh, analysis as always. And uh, Emily, we appreciate you joining us on a uh, super busy day as we march our way through. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Uh, that's what it looks like on the national scale, and we'll continue to monitor that as we go through the day. We're broadcasting live from Bluffdale City Hall and a polling location as we watch voters come in and out as we go through the day. And KSL News Radio will be your home. Just lock it in, nail it down, and we'll uh, give you a cover to cover coverage here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll take it very local. Mayor Bluffdale is joining us. Coming up next, stick around. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. 
What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.